Hello, 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 people of the world. Thank you for tuning in for another week, another minute, another hour, another moment in time. Um, Today, I actually did decide to do something a little different, give you all a little razzle-dazzle. I actually was on another podcast. Her name is Jasmine. I met her actually on Facebook in one of my um my spiritual groups, and she invited me to her podcast. She invited me to her podcast. We talked about dating. We talked about love. We talked about what it's like to try and date with children, which I know can be, oof, I can't even imagine. I just started sweating a bit, but um, yes, I was a part of another podcast for a minute, and I shared my thoughts. So let me know what y'all think. Thank you for tuning in as always. Now, it did cut off their introductions and me saying what the first topic is, but that's okay because, you know, it got everything else. So, stay tuned. The first topic we dive into is how long should you wait before someone you're dating meets your children? And so, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our official audio from the podcast and that is what we will be discussing stay tuned i trust him alone with my child if i step out the room or like if i have to go do an emergency thing like you have to really think about this type of stuff yeah and i remember and i asked you know a lot of like women who who do have children and are trying to date and they said that they don't bring like you said they don't bring their kids around their date for a long time and if they have if, the, if like the child tells the mom like i have a bad i have a bad feeling about him that's it that's <laughs> yeah like, they, they're very respectful of their children and their wishes because it's like you're not only dating the woman you're it's like a family that you guys are becoming oh yeah you have to think about these type of stuff and it's like you know a lot of you have to think about it. like a lot of these men they're kind of like crazy not, it's not crazy but it's like <laughs> you can't bring everyone around your child like i've seen certain movies i don't know if you've ever heard of woman and thou art laws like i saw <laughs> i saw that and it kind of mentally scarred me and so it's like people really think about it like a lot of i feel like a lot of women they would just bring any man around their kid because it's like they just want that companionship and they don't realize that this could really affect their children if it does go a certain way yeah definitely so what about so everybody has stated that they are single do you guys think that single means that you're lonely have you ever felt like you want someone just because you're lonely or do you think that you should feel whole before you start to date other people? Um, I don't think being single means that you're lonely. Do you get bored at times and be like, you know, I wish I had somebody I can, you know, call and kick mm-hmm. it with, you know, outside of your friends? Yeah, you will have those moments, but I don't think that, you know, that means you're lonely because, I mean... Even me being single with two kids, sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to find a friend. But then my time gets took up with dealing with them. Or then I might have some stuff that I'm probably doing with my friends or out with family. And then I forget about needing or wanting companionship from a man. So it's like, I mean, at times you can. And then at times I don't think so. Okay. So I guess it's give and take. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think it sort of, like, depends on, like, how you were raised. Because I know for me, I'm, like, an only child in my mom's side. So I'm kind of, like, used to sort of being alone in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as I got older, that's when I was just like, hmm, I kind of want, like, someone to talk to sometimes. Or, like, Mm -hmm. someone to go on a little date with or like just you know just a person in general that you feel like you could trust and you could talk to and like you can just be emotionally vulnerable with in a sense and so sometimes even though you do have your standards you do have your morals you kind of will just settle for anything sometimes because it's just like you're just so desperate for that companionship and i've been there before where it's like i'm bored and like no one is sort of like answering my text so let me just hit up this one guy uh-huh. who doesn't have to 
real interest in me or real like thought of the future like really thinks about the future with me but you know it's something to do it's someone to talk to in a sense and it's like you have to learn to like sort of learn what's fulfilling to you like what hobbies do you like what is your purpose and sort of like just filling your own cup in a sense because if you can't fill your own cup and know how to be by yourself and to gain that sort of confidence you can't fill somebody else's and so i had to learn that yeah because i have filled time with people that i really did not see any real future with and it's like why are you doing this if your purpose is to date and like find someone fulfilling to be with like you're just wasting your time while like keep dating people that you know that you don't really see any future with but when you mentioned that you were like the only child so you got used to being alone it's funny that you mentioned that because i was listening to sarah jakes the other day and she said you can train your body to go with um without what you need not because you don't need it, but because you are in survival mode. And I feel like that relates to love, too. Like, just because you know um, how to train yourself to be okay without that certain person, that doesn't mean that you necessarily don't need love in your life. Like, don't need that other person. Don't need that companionship. You kind of just gotten used to being able to um, be without it. And especially when you have a child, you're kind of in survival mode. Like, I need to do whatever for myself and for my child to make sure that we are okay so that's like your main focus but you wouldn't mind having somebody to help you you know and take the stress off basically yeah and i never really like that phrase like oh how can you like love somebody else if you don't love yourself like i really agree with it because like yeah i understand it in a certain way like if you're not healed then you're not fit then you might not be that fit to be in a relationship but it's like there's nothing wrong with like just wanting you know like someone by your side mm-hmm. you know it could go something more as time goes on but at the same time you also have to know your worth and know what you'll settle for and what you won't settle for and you also can't like rush into relationships because you have like a fear of loneliness or a fear Mm -hmm. of being abandoned by someone because that's what i went through in a sense you know it's like i tried to force myself into a relationship and it's like i didn't do the proper healing of getting rid of like certain like very toxic characteristic traits and it definitely affected the relationship and Mm -hmm. so after that I sort of just been learning to heal and grow and know that like based on the aura and like the confidence and the intentions that I put out because your intentions matter like what you put out you're going to eventually attract if you feel like you're lonely and you're not worthy of love and who would want to play with me then it's like that's what you're going to attract but if you know your value your worth and you know that everything that is meant for you will not pass you by you're going to like you know, you're going to keep your standards at a certain level and know that what's meant for you will come when it's supposed to and it will accept you for all that you are and all the work that you've accomplished and more. So I made a video. It's crazy you talked about the attracting thing. I made a video recently responding to B. Simone because B. Simone had everybody buzzing oh, about her uh, <laughs> about her video. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why everybody was so mad. That she tried to selling the self-help book well that one they did say that she plagiarized that one but the recent one that she said about like oh you have to be you know what you're requesting basically like you you are saying that you want all these things you need to be that woman for that man and i was in agreement with that i don't know what did y'all think about her video um i don't I don't uh, agree with her either because uh, I believe that you can really find somebody who can mold you into being a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you know, I don't think that I have to be, that's just like her saying, oh, well, she did say it, like, you have to be rich to date somebody who rich. Yeah. You know, doctor to date a doctor. And it's just like, I just don't agree with that because, I mean, you see people who, you know, meet people who depressed and down and sad and going through so much. And, you know, you see them, they help that person heal and get through the things that they um, need to get through. And then guess what? Those two people end up falling in love. And they was from two opposite ends of the world. Like, you know, you would have... Exactly. Just because both two people are rich don't mean that they fucking like each other or like being in the same room or have anything in common. 
So it's like <laughs> you pretending to live this life and you attract somebody else and it still doesn't mesh together because you're trying to live a facade. It's better that you try, you know who yourself and you know who you are and then right. you'll just solely attract that. And it's like a person can meet you and like you wanting to be a better person and you wanting to sort of like step up to the plate to be in a relationship, they'll like almost like inspire you to want yeah. to be a better person. Exactly. I like that perspective actually, Nita. I didn't think about that part of it um, as far as like, you know, you may meet somebody that can't motivate you or whatever. So that is a good um, perspective on that. I think that my biggest thing is to be who you feel um somebody that you would want would want to date because i feel like if you're going out there and you spend like minimum time on yourself but you want this like fully put together person which i've seen or and, and had conversations with women who do the bare minimum um and will be like oh he has to have like good credit he has to have a good um you know job and money and they list all these things that they want (laughs) yeah and they don't even attempt to do anything to make sure that they you know be the type of woman that they would um want to be for that man so i feel like it has some relatability as far as you can't just be waking up every day half-assing and think you're gonna get uh, fucking king it's the or same something. Thing for men, for women, men have all these like higher standards, like all these well, tight waist and fat ass, and it's like they have this fear ass belly and these like, nine, nine children they don't even talk to. And it's like you just there's nothing wrong with like having standards. Don't make don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with like having standards and like being attracted to specific quality traits but at the end of the day you have to also be practical mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like stay in the lane because I kind of messed up to say but no it's like just oh, but that, stay in your lane you can't say uh, <laughs> I'm a person but I said you don't have to say it I will say it <laughs> because if you I, that, yeah that's true though because you can say, oh, I want somebody to build me this million dollar house, mm-hmm. but you don't want to work to be able to give the person the money to build you the million dollar house, so stay in your lane. If you want to buy a house, then you walk and get the five house. Yeah, that's true. It's all about compromising. It's all about compromising. You're not going to like, like everything about a certain person, but it's like, if you feel like the relationship is worth it, you really do see your future with them, then you can always just talk about certain issues that you might have or like the potential that you see in someone. You could encourage them to grow it in some type of way so that they can eventually, I guess, sort of become the person that you want. But then that doesn't sound right either. You can't really mold someone into that. Yeah, and that's risky. <laughs> that is so risky. You guys didn't watch the movie with, um, what's her name, Vivica Fox, when she gave Bobby Brown that money and that makeover, and then he, like, traded on her? Like, sometimes when you get a man at his potential of what you think he could be, he can take that and then once he gets to where he needs to be in his life... The baby. (laughs) (laughs) She said the baby. (laughs) But you know, it's a lot of men though that they get to that full potential after you didn't help them and all that. Just like on Tyler Perry movie when he put her out on the porch. Like, you know, it's just like sometimes when you look at that potential and you really invest in that man sometimes they can get to where they need to be and put all of what you put into them into another woman. Yeah. But what, the thing that always happens, though, like you hear about, like, the high school couple, like, the then, like, the girls saw the potential for the guy from, like, you were, like, 12, mm-hmm. 14 years old, and then he gets bigger, and then he just drops her, <laughs> like, goes on to, I guess, quote-unquote, foreign, bigger, and better things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how, why does that always happen? Not always, but it's like, it just seems to be a common occurrence where it's like the person that, like, helped build you up. You sort of just forget yeah. about Yeah, yeah. Crazy. 
Yeah, that's why I said I'm really skeptical about um, the whole potential thing because first off, I had periods in time where I did have standards that was like, okay, I want this, I want that. And then I tried to call myself like lowering my standards and like date somebody who I'm like, okay, well, at least he got some drive in them. And they turn out to be... At least he got a card. <laughs> They turn out to sometimes once they start feeling themselves, smelling themselves, they turn out to be a different person. It'd be like, dang, like, okay, so <laughs> this investment yeah. and me putting up with how you were when I met you meant nothing to you, obviously. And I guess that's just the gamble that you take, you know, as far as dating and love and all of that, because, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when you, like, sort of lower your standards it makes you feel like well shit like what's wrong with me like, I'm not for that much because it's like especially when it mean when i was interested in online dating i was meeting all these guys and it's like maybe it was like my perception of what i thought dating was gonna be like i thought it was me gonna get like all dressed up and like go on like these cute little you know like zoo and like aquarium and cooking notebook shit like that's what i thought was gonna happen and then I got hit with like a hard reality check. All I'm being dude, all I'm doing is being invited to people's apartments, <laughs> a plastic couple of liquor, and then that's date. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, at like a certain point, you sort of wonder if this is all you deserve, or maybe this is just the type of energy that you give out, like a woman that's not really deserving of like actual dates and like actual like trying to get to know each other and like real you know, connections and spending time that can lead to something. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I think self-reflection is always good, though. Like, you know, you just reflect and like, wait a minute, because I've had been I've been approached by certain men. It's like, why did you even think that we would ever have a conversation about like us dating or anything like so then it has me like bringing out my mirror out my purse like okay like let's dive into what I'm attracting here but I think that in today's world men are just more bold period because they've seen it work for other men like where they don't have to be the best person to date and they can still score a very good woman so yeah. yeah, and I kind of feel like this also goes back to the lone, this loneliness equals singleness thing, or, you know, vice versa, because I kind of feel like men, they sort of, oh, this sounds horrible, like certain men, <laughs> certain men sort of prey on that aspect that they see a woman who's like, haven't really been in much relationships, don't really have that much experience, like things don't normally last, and they take sometimes they see that sort of like low self esteem in you, or just like yeah. loneliness to be with someone, to have someone in their bed, and they can take advantage of that and sort of like breadcrumb you, and sort of give you like all these like mixed signals and mind games, and it never really leads to anywhere. Next thing you know, you sort of like two years down the line with someone, and you, you've never even gotten like an official commitment. But it's like, and you don't even, it's been a year, you don't even know this, this guy's last name. <laughs> so people date for like a year, and they don't even know where each other lives. <laughs> I'm seeing that. I'm sorry. That's like the... Go ahead. For years online, and never saw the person in person. Like, I, how do you waste 10 years online dating? <laughs> Right on catfish, they be like years Bro, in. Say, that has to be scripted. That has to be scripted. Like on catfish, they be like, we've been dating for four years. Like every time I want to meet up, they are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you said, but never see them in person. Yeah, I think some of them be, I don't know. That's a little sketchy for me. Like you can't go all that time without seeing this person. But um, do you do you guys have anything that you guys wanted to add to it as far as the topic, any questions or any topics? I mean, I mean would you ever like, I don't, would you ever like long, like long distance date someone or you prefer them to be like around like where you live? Like, do you believe that like a long distance relationship can work if it's like if both people are willing to put in the work if we were talking about like how we discussed earlier with them not meeting our kids for a certain amount of time I think the long distance can work in the beginning of the relationship during that like um 6 to 12 month period but eventually I'm going to want to live 
near each other. Like, I can't really do it for a long period of time. That's just my opinion. That's true. Um, the same for me. Um, I don't think I'll be able to do long distance. Um, I definitely would have to see you every day. Like, mm-hmm. and I would. I don't even know if I even trust you being <laughs> long. That would be like the main thing. Like, so long distance for me would definitely not work. But I also think, I mean, just because I'm saying no long distance, <laughs> I don't really want anybody from here anymore where I'm living. <laughs> so. Like a moving state. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so moving out of town and meeting someone new is the plan, but I really don't really want to do long distance. I want to be seeing you every day and hanging out. So, no. I mean, some. I just like some people can do it in a sense, but me, I definitely have to like, like you said, like physically be seeing you in some type of way. And it's like, I've dated before, like guys who like didn't have time to meet up. And so it'd be like once and we've never even met up for the first time. And I'm just like, what am I doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I can't really get that. (laughs) I can't get that emotionally invested. Like, I can't get that emotionally invested with somebody that's that far away. Like, I can't. Like, I need that physical, like, us talking to each other, hugs, like, okay, see you later. I can't really get that invested with someone that I'm not seeing that regularly. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. Do you kind of feel like when it comes to dating, like women are sort of like more pressured to date and like get married and like you know like the different stages more mm-hmm. than men like play like, like the double standard in some type of way because i kind of feel like men aren't really like pressured to date or find the one the way women are i definitely agree with that mainly because you know we have time clocks on our um reproduction systems is what a lot of women start to feel pressure under so then they want to make sure that they find someone so they can have a baby um but i do think that men get a little more freedom when it comes to that than women because if you're not married by a certain age then they're looking at you like something is wrong with you versus men being able to be just out and free and it just means that he's enjoying his life type thing um, yeah, I agree. Um, I, but I think that because a lot of women are around, probably like their mother or grandma, you know, back then they got married and mm-hmm. they married. You know, they want to be that same way. You know, they want to get married or they're around their friends who all went to college and got married and had babies. So I think a lot of times they put the pressure on themselves and it's not like other people putting it on them. Yeah. Um, to too because like I said they seeing everybody else getting married and having kids and they're like oh I, I'm 35 and I'm, all I focused on was my business and you know now they try to rush and find somebody and make them their husband and you know that's just not gonna work yeah yeah and I feel like even with like my parents or like grandparents they never necessarily stayed together my mom and dad didn't even like get married and so it's just like you know, I'm not, it's not like, it sounds kind of bad to say you don't want to, like, repeat the cycle, but it's also just, like, you just know that there can't be better for you in a sense. There are, there is, like, people, people can be in relationships for, like, 50, 60, 70 years. You hear about it all the time, but, like, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, they've been together for decades and decades, and that type of stuff does exist. It doesn't necessarily mean, like, grandpa was out there cheating and so <laughs> inside the family it's like no it's like these couples they had an argument or they had disagreements but because they loved each other they wanted to work with each other and they wanted to grow and like just get over the dispute in some type of way but i kind of feel like with couples these days like we're so easily ticked off it's like we just dismiss the person after like one argument because there's you know there's another swipe on tinder and it's like no one really like cares to put in like the real effort into like growing with someone like you're just so quick to write them off because of like one disagreement because there's so many other options out there and it's funny that you brought up like the whole you know cultural and the like background basically because I wanted to talk about generational curses like do you believe that that could be a thing where 
in a family you may be subject to a generational curse like maybe the same things is happening relationship wise that happened to people before you um I necessarily don't believe in uh, the generational curse I do know that uh, nobody in my family well there's only one person in my family that's married now but um, before that it was only my mom like no one else in my family that I know of got married um, and I don't know if it's a curse or not or if they just didn't find the right one um, but your family is in a lot of relationships though like it ain't like they just single they just not married own relationships like 18, 19 yeah. years but they never got married and I, I don't know if it's because they probably didn't want to or not but I do think about that like you know no, a lot of people in our family didn't really get married you know but I don't think it's a curse and I definitely don't think that you know that'll be something that I'll have to worry about because you know maybe it just wasn't you know the right thing for them mm-hmm. okay. but you know different for you know somebody else in the family yeah, I feel like a lot of women, they see marriage as just, like, a title or, like, a certificate or, like, you know, like a K-Jewelers ring, and that's it. Like, that's the end of it. I'm married now. And it's, like, they don't realize that marriage takes, like, a lot of hard work and effort, and you're going to hate this person sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to leave and, get, you know, go out to the store to get a gallon of milk and never come back. But it's, like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> person and you really appreciate them and you can't imagine your life without them that's what makes the marriage last realizing that you can't imagine your life without you know this other counterpart and a lot of people don't really want to go through that a lot of women just want the title or like you hear about these marriages where it's like they don't been engaged they're not even married just engaged for like 10 15 years uh-huh. and it's like what's the point <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know, I think that sometimes you can learn and observe things about people that you may see in yourself. So maybe it's not a curse, but sometimes you can take on traits without knowing it because that's all that you know. You know, like, that's all that you've been around and maybe you don't even see it as a negative, but it can be seen as a negative, like, once you're dating or in a relationship, and that just takes, like, self-reflection to be like, oh, I noticed that I do do this, like, my this or my that. So, I think that you can take on certain traits because I feel like with, um, for example, with African-American women, we are told, like, you need to make sure that, you know, you have your kids uh, and make sure that they're your kids just in case the man wants to run off or something like that where other races are like oh you're going to be a wife you're going to be this you're going to be that like we're told to make sure that we know just in case this don't work out you better have your own stuff together and I feel like that right there makes us date differently and makes us deal with relationships differently because we're always like okay well in the back of our head we're you know just like in survival yeah <laughs> don't know we have to like cling on to our possessions or it's like we have to have like separate accounts and shit exactly like a whole other country a secret pin <laughs> you don't know how long things are going to last and that's unfortunate that like as a black woman you have to date sort of like survival mode mm-hmm. like, because like a lot of us, I know, like me specifically, I did grow up with like a lot of abandonment issues and like childhood issues that I didn't even realize until like I got into like a, for a relationship and like I realized that like I wasn't very good at like you know giving and receiving love or like yeah. really like showing reciprocity when it came to a relationship and so it's like that type of stuff in your childhood and like what you absorb. You don't realize it's still in you until you are trying to date. And you just kind of realize it's these, like, bad patterns. And by then, it's kind of too late. But I definitely feel like being single, you do get the time to sort of, like, reflect and do, like, a lot of shadow work and just realize these things about yourself so that you can grow and, you know, learn from these mistakes so you don't repeat the same things and the potential next relationship that comes up. There's nothing wrong with, like, trial and error and yeah. realizing that, like, the way your parents acted or, like, what you saw in your house 
it affects you and your patterns. As long as you sort of like acknowledge it and you know realize that you don't have to be like them, the the better the results. All right, and Nita, I think you wanted to add something too, right? Oh yes, yeah. so I was going to ask: uh, Do you guys feel that there are more single black men? I mean, black women than they are black men, um, and why or why not? Yeah, I think we definitely outweigh the black men for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Being that, a, well, number one, they go to prison a lot more than other races. And oh, okay. <laughs> and they they die younger. So, you know, that right there, it lowers the amount of black men to black women right there. Which is why I feel like it's a lot of, like, accepting a bull ish behavior like them having other women because we feel that we have a limited supply of black men mm-hmm. oh go ahead sorry um yeah um i was gonna say i feel like there's way more single uh black women than men too and just like you said with them dying younger and going to jail but um, a lot of women are so stuck on that independent, they don't need a man, so they not going to deal with certain things anymore. So they like, you know, one, two, <laughs> I'm done, you know, so they, they cut them off left and right now, you know, so they better act right because women now, they're not tolerating a lot. So I think that's another reason why a lot of black women are single because other races will take the black men and They'll deal with every mm-hmm. single thing that will do to them and still get on the phone and say, I love him. I love him. Mm-hmm. That, that girl, I, I'm done with him. You know, so I think that's another reason why we have so many single black women. It's because it's by choice now, you know, especially in this new generation. It's by choice. And I think that single black women is because we always think about dating black men. Like, we, we we always think about dating black men. Black men will throw another race in our face so fast. Like, oh, I got me of this, I got me of that. And we will still be like, I'm looking for a black king. Like, dude, like, you have options too, right? <laughs> We're always encouraged to date within our race. Mm-hmm. We don't really like traitor or something. But, like, black men are always said, like, you know, like, if she ain't foreign, she boring. Encouraged to, like find something outside of us in mm-hmm. a sense, but it's for the same characteristic race, but a different color. Right. Like, like, I don't know, I, I definitely, it definitely also just deal with, like, standards in a sense. Like, I feel like for so long we've just been told to, like, you know, like, take the scraps of, like, the black man, but it's like, now we're sort of, like, trying to reclaim our power in a sense. We're, like, a lot more focused on, like, education and, you know, just, like, bettering ourselves in a way, and, like, a lot of other black men see that as, like, a threat or, like, us having, like, an attitude problem or, like, narcissism in some type of way, and it's like, no, you just know what you're worth and you know what you've been through and what you can contribute to the table. Or the whole femininity thing, you know, like, a lot of black men like I've been in um, clubhouse groups lately because I know knew we were going to record about this and I wanted to just see other people's thoughts on dating and in these groups they kept on bringing up like how um, you need to be more feminine and let the man lead the household and all this and that and that is fine I am okay with letting someone lead the household but black men if I feel like you're not going to do what you need to do in order for us to make sure that everything runs smoothly I can't just sit in the passenger seat and see you drive me into the middle of the desert and like not say anything like I have to speak up and be like okay you know, you have to get things in order so that we're safe. And I think that's just black women. We know that we have to take care of our household, period. Like, we want to be behind you. We want to stand behind you. But if you're not doing what you need to do, we strap up and we have to get it done regardless of if you're going to do it or if you're not going to do it. That's true. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting to, like... I, I guess I do with like traditions in a sense because I do know women who like feel like you know men should be in charge of the house and do this and do that but I kind of feel like there's nothing wrong with like sort of like equal you know give and take in a sense like you guys each pay certain things all has to do with like compromising 
at whatever you feel comfortable with. If you just want to take care of your kids and just be like a housewife or the man is out for work, then you do that. If you want to be the one that's primarily working and the man stays home and takes care of everything else, then he can also do that. It all depends on like what the agreement is in a sense. I don't feel like gender or like tradition to necessarily have to like play a part in everything. It's like sometimes it just it's like whatever works comfortable for you whoever like has the most fine whoever can be the most financially whoever is most financially stable or supportive can be in charge of that i don't think it takes away your power i don't think it takes away like the respect that you should get it's all just a it's all just a you know like a concept of whatever works best for you and your house whatever like would make things run more smoothly so what if guys i was watching a show um and um, it was Married at First Sight. I watched that all the time. <laughs> and um, the girl, um, she made more money than the guy they hooked her up with. But, you know, he was successful too, but not as much as she was. And her whole problem was her dad always told her that the woman is supposed to undo certain things and the man is supposed to basically do 95% of it. And so, like, they kept bumping heads because he's like, it's not like you can't afford to go 50-50. You choosing to follow after your parents. And he's like, I came from a household where my mom did everything. So, you know, you know, I'm not used to seeing a woman just sit around and, spend her money online all day and you know don't have to do nothing and so like they was a good match until it got to that point so like what do you think about that because i felt like if she made more money than him what was the problem with you going 50 50 when you kept saying you want a good husband you want a husband who's going to be able to provide and um protect and who's going to be good and all this other stuff and he had all of those qualifications except she wanted him to spend all of his money and she felt like because she was a woman she should not have to pay anything but i think that's all about communication in the dating phase too like let's let's be clear about what we want in the dating phase if she was that type of woman rather she made so much money or a little money i'm telling you hey i'm this type of woman I expect for my man to take care of all of the financial things in our relationship. This is what I grew up knowing and this is what I know. And then he can make his decision at that point and say, okay, you know, okay, I'm willing to uh, deal with it or I'm not willing to deal with it. But I think that should have been discussed early on in the relationship if she was brought up that way. See, the part was she, he, you know, they had a talk or whatever with the uh, counselor, and they came to an agreement that it was going to be like a 60-40, and that was the agreement when they talked to the counselor, because they both said that they liked each other, but it was just that one problem that they had, mm-hmm. and so when they came to that 60-40 agreement, and, you know, they go back and they, you know, still talk to them, you know, after the show, he said she wasn't sticking to her 40%. He said gotcha. she still was coming at him and arguing with him about him paying for everything while she go and spend thousands of dollars on clothes and purses and he's like you know it's it's not gonna work so eventually um he left and they had got a divorce and so like if we already agreed on something and you said okay i'll do 40 percent and you do 60 and then you know months pass and you haven't been doing your 40 it's like yeah you know why did you waste my time in your time and why would you come on the show knowing you made all this amount of money and you think that they was going to find you a super rich person too? Like, I don't think a super rich person is going on married at first sight, you know? <laughs> like, why would you come they on? They are married to millions. No, just what? <laughs> I mean, me and I never felt comfortable spending Maybe because I'm just not used to getting shit from guys. This is just me being vulnerable. But I've never been, like, the type of woman that is, like, used to, like, a guy giving me money. Or to, like, really, like, buying me, like, a whole bunch of expensive things. I've always just been the type of person that, like, was taught that, like, no one's going to give you anything. You have to work for most of what you have. So it's, like, I've always been comfortable sort of, like, buying my own things. Now, if you feel compelled to give me a gift or you feel like, oh, like, you know, I was out and I thought about you. I thought I could, I thought I could get you this. Then that's different. But it's like, I don't know. I've never been the type of person that is like, 
really looking for like someone to necessarily like take care of me in a sense. I am. I am. Let me tell y'all. This is why I am. Because I grew up being that person that would watch TV and I wanted to be that woman that had the money, that was like this businesswoman, super successful, but, you know, still had her family and everything. And I just wanted to always make the money. But now that I'm a adult woman and I've been through, you know, trial and error, I would not mind being the woman who has to um, depend on a man to take care of the household. Like, I feel like if you are a man and... You have the means to take care of us in our household, then do it. Because what I'm going to do with my money is make sure that I still save it and do what I need to do. So if anything happens with you, I got your back. But like, if you are going to head the household and you are going to be the breadwinner, like I, I, I'm open to that. Like I'm definitely open to that, and that's going to be with me also taking the back seat to like um certain things like i have to come a different way because he is heading the household like i can't give him all type of attitude and all of this and that but i wouldn't mind uh someone else taking on the responsibility of the bills and everything basically yeah i kind of feel like it's always a discussion about whoever like makes more money than it's like you know they can share a little bit more of the burden but never feel like expected for the uh, just because like the other person is a man that they have to pay all the bills because it's just like i'm pretty sure he has his own shit that he needs to do too yeah and when it comes to saving and building generational wealth like it's all a team effort no one is in a relationship for one person to do all the brunt of the work and the other person just sits around it's like that's true it's supposed to be a team effort <laughs> Hard and I come home and you done ordered like three more persons. Make me upset. What are you doing all day? Like, exactly. She's up all day showing you all this stuff that she ordered and you just came from working 12 hours. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, teamwork make the dream work. Right. <laughs> but, um,. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to add before we wrap it up? I know that we've been recording um, a little bit here, and I think they're going to eventually end the meeting. So I wanted to see if it, you guys had anything you wanted to add. Um, let's see. If you could, like, I guess, like, write a letter to like your former self when it came to like love and like how you feel like the first like the woman you were like maybe like at, like as a teenager starting to date versus like now what would you like tell your former self when it came to like love and like dating and like relationships and like the emotions that go into them and like how it sort of like can blur if like communication isn't being you know, like, spoken properly. Like, what would you say to your younger self when it came to, like, love and dating that you do, that you know now? Never trust a black dude with gold teeth. No, I'm just playing. Oh. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, but I think that my younger self, I just would have been telling my younger self to trust, trust what you feel inside and don't be swayed by, like, outside um opinions to the point where you're not making the proper decisions when it comes to who you're choosing to date and love. So that's that's the advice I would give. Um and for me, I think I would tell my younger self to um not let someone talk you into something, especially when you knew that wasn't what you really wanted and you just kinda just went with it because mm. the kind of- so, um, I definitely would tell my younger self to um, stand up more, you know, be more outspoken, especially in a relationship because, um, you know, you meet people and before you know it, they don't put you in a relationship that you never discussed. <laughs> um, Girl, you know how many times that's happened to me where it's like, I thought I was in a relationship and the next thing you know, I'm dating someone that Like older guys, they sort of like 
they do that. <laughs> like, they have, like, a need to rush you into something because mm-hmm. you're having, like, a sort of, like, midlife crisis. You know I can't. You don't even discuss the type of things. That's true. But I definitely put up my younger stuff that. And, you know, um, me, I've never got a chance to date. And, like, my friends know this. Like, you know, all of my friends, they got, they were able to go date and, you know, have fun. Like, it, I never had that time period in my life. You know what everybody call it, the whole phase or whatever they want to call it. I never got that chance. So it's like, you know, it, you know, when you got talked into a relationship that you knew you was never looking for, it's like, damn, you stole away my whole little, you know, whole phase or whatever. You know, like the, and I was going to be able to meet all these different people. And now, you know, a certain amount of time done passed. So it's kind of like, you know, how am I going to approach, you know, or, you know, be different in these relationships? Because I don't really know where to start because I'm mm-hmm. so used to. Uh, Do you certain- feel like the whole phase is necessary in order for you to meet the right person? I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary, but I think she's saying like just that whole experience, like you know. Because people confuse it with the whole phase that you just going around sleeping with a lot of people. I think a lot of people um, think that, but a lot of people go through that phase with just meeting different mm-hmm. people. Because if you just get a relationship with every single first person that yep. you meet, like. You know, what was the point of that? So I feel like you definitely, like, I even tell my friend all the time, like, I want my son to have fun, enjoy your life. Don't get in those serious relationships while you're young. You know, because I never got that chance. to. I could have probably been with somebody different if I would have had that chance to go out and and explore options. Yeah. Different people versus just settling with the first person that said, hey, you look cute. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I feel like everybody should have that face in their life where they go out, enjoy, like, date as many people as you want. I didn't say have sex. Now, listen, please. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you okay. know, just begin because, you know, what's crazy? A lot of the times that I remember dating and being intimate, I didn't necessarily even want it. Not saying that, like, I was, like, you know, like, raped or anything. <laughs> I can't say No, 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 you probably shouldn't say that. Like, you <laughs> But it's like, no, it's like the guy, like, it's the first time meeting up with a guy. And it's like, you kind of just want to talk to them and get to know them. And it's like, they're kind of just like rubbing up on you or like looking at you a certain way. You kind of feel like pressured into doing it because you don't want to make things awkward or like it already started. And, you know, it's easier to just get it over with. That's why a lot of like, you know, women have, have experience when it came to dating. Like, they never really wanted to be intimate so fast. But it's like kind of felt like they had. Yeah, well, I get what you're saying, China, and I I know what you're saying in regards to what she was saying. But I think the whole phase just necessarily means that you're just you know exploring, figuring out people, learning them, um, getting to know them, but not necessarily meaning that you got to smash like everybody. Right. So that's what people call call it the whole phase because you said you dating, and it's like that. The whole phase is you going around sleeping with everybody, mm-hmm. but I don't know why you call it the whole phase because you want to, you know, explore and meet different people. I don't know why people call it that, but, you know, it's just like I never got that chance to just go out and be young and date and, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm a player. You know how, you know, when you was 15, 16, you thought you was a player because you had <laughs> three different dudes numbers. It's like, damn, I missed my whole time dealing with somebody who walked and talked me into a relationship that I was not looking for. So it's like, you know, if I can go back and tell my younger self that, I definitely would not have gotten to a serious relationship at such a young age. I just feel like people should enjoy their life, you know. And that's what I meant by minds, too. Like, I feel like with me, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew where I was going. And I just allowed other people's opinions to be like, okay, well, now I think it's time for me to have sex. And I've been talking to this person for this long, so I'm going to have sex with him. And it led to, like, a baby and all type of other, like, stuff. And it was like, okay, I could have just stayed to what I knew was going to be the right decision. And it would have turned out different. But... I guess we're moving forward because you can't go backwards and we just have to learn. But I would tell my younger self to just listen to yourself and make the yeah, decisions based on yourself. 
like when I was younger, I used to like sort of like ignore my intuition mm-hmm. a lot, and that's that sort of like fucked me up as I got older, to be honest. But and you know, I definitely did like a lot of like self sabotage in a sense. Like I knew that like. I sort of wanted this, or like wanted a certain relationship, but it's like, I don't know, I guess like wanting to experience the whole phase in a sense, it sort of like steered me away from what would have been a commitment. But exactly. I guess like looking back at it now, maybe that was supposed to happen. Maybe that, maybe I wasn't ready for a relationship at that point. And so the universe sort of made things different so that I could go through the healing that I'm doing now and knowing that I still have a lot of childhood issues and traits that need to be resolved before I step into a really serious relationship instead of trying to rush into something at 2021. And who knows where that could have been now. Right. True. Okay, so again, um, Nita, where can they find information about your uh, boutique? Can they find so you, you on Facebook at Queen Nita Cotton um, for all the updates on me transforming a queen's boutique over to hers only boutique. So I'm going to update all of that information um, with a new Instagram and all of that will be on my Facebook page. Okay. In China, where can I find your um, podcast and your YouTube channel? Yes, I have everything on my um, Facebook page, but yes, my YouTube is um, youtube.com slash China Lynch. That's C-H-Y-N-A-L-Y-N-C-H. And then my podcast can also be found on the Anchor app, and it is called Black Formers. Okay. But I thank you guys so much for joining me today. This was definitely a great conversation and I'm I'm just definitely excited about this. We got a lot of different topics covered today. And um if you guys are listening, make sure you share, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazz, and I am back with another podcast. I am so happy for you to join me again as we dive into another topic. Lately, there has been a lot of talk about people just starting podcasts to hear themselves speak. Um, They don't really bring any substance or, you know, anything different to the table. And I'm just so happy to be in a very solid and and um, healthy place to where I know that what I'm offering is much more than that. So those type of comments um, doesn't bother me. I've seen a lot of people sharing um, a recent release from somebody who said something like that. I'm not going to go into names or give that any more um, attention than it needs. But what I will say is, if it's in your heart to do a podcast, do it. It's so many people in this world, and it's somebody that needs to hear from you. If other people feel like it's not the content for them, then they can keep it pushing. But they should not care about who's making a podcast, how it makes other people feel. Anything that doesn't have anything to do with them, they shouldn't be worried about it. But that's people and that's life and people are going to be worried. I am happy that my podcast is expanding uh, as far as my listeners and I'm just happy to put content out here that I know will be a benefit to some and that's all